0: Welcome to the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast where I share stories of the babies I've treated, tips for professionals and parents, and demystify this magical healing modality. I'm Megan Beams, your baby bodywork mentor, and I'm obsessed with all things birth, psychology, healing, and plain old being a human. Join me while I dig deep into craniosacral therapy. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. Hello, and welcome to my first official My Baby podcast. I'm so excited to finally be recording. I have been putting this off for far too long, and here I am. I'm doing it. So what I want to do is get you acquainted with who I am and my story and how I got into craniosacral for babies. So when I was a very young girl, I was 11 years old, I watched The Craft, and I thought, holy crap, I want to be a witch. I want to put my hands on someone, and I want to levitate them. I, I tried very hard to light as a feather, stiff as a board someone, and no matter how hard me and my friends tried, we couldn't levitate anyone off the ground. So, you know, I put that one on the shelf. I said, maybe I'll be a witch when I'm older. Uh, But then I went with my mom to one of her massage therapy appointments. This was back in the late 90s and massage therapy was becoming much more popular. And I saw just how calm my mom was. Love you, mom. But she was so calm. And... I thought, you know, I could do this. I could totally massage someone. So I would practice on my mom, and she was like, oh, that's so great. And I thought, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a massage therapist when I'm older. Uh, Yeah, so that didn't happen. I instead chose hair. I loved hair. I loved creating. Uh, I was a dreamer child. I, I couldn't ever get, you know, focused on one thing. So... Having multiple different creations in a day to me was absolutely fascinating. I just loved it. So in high school, I took cosmetology and uh, started in grade 11 and went into grade 12 with that as well. And I just loved it. I knew right away, I just went with my gut that, you know, right after high school, I was going to do hair. So I did. And I put myself through hair school at 18 I was so happy with it as a young 18-year-old, 19-year-old would be, working in fun, fast-paced, cool salons. And I always had female entrepreneurial bosses, you know, working for small companies. And I just felt super cool. I had the raddest hairdresser hair. It was purple, orange, yellow, black short long with extensions shaved sides I had a mullet and I was just you know in my glory and then as I you know got a little older so 22 I was thinking you know I need I need something else to do and I had actually moved to uh, New Delhi India with my sister And I was doing hair for expats and diplomats. And there I realized that I also, I don't know why, but I just loved babies. Before that, actually, i had always loved babies. But when I was there, my sister and I, I had a mantra. (laughs) And it was, no babies, no babies, no babies, no babies, no babies, no babies, no babies. And that was me telling myself that I was not ready for babies yet even though slightly I was like, actually not slightly, I was very much obsessed. I love babies and always have. So I come home from India and I'm 24. And I moved to Toronto where there's, you know, diversity and excitement and I'm doing hair and I'm working on Young Street. And it was all really, really good. Uh, but there was something missing. I, I didn't know, I couldn't really quite put my finger on it. I felt like there was more to me. So I went to the dentist and I'm sitting in, I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on the, what was I sitting on? What's it called? Mom brain is real. I was sitting on the, oh my God, I don't even know what the word is. I can see it, subway. Yes, that's right. I forgot the word subway. So I was sitting on the subway, and I saw in front of me an open newspaper. And on it, there was an ad that said, become an osteopath. And I was like, okay, (laughs) sure. I don't know what that is, but something in me was like, you need to do this. You need to become an osteopath. I had never even heard of an osteopath. (laughs) So I look it up and i see that there's this school canadian college of osteopathy and i thought this is it that that's my future i apply and i'm rejected <laughs> i'm a hairdresser i have no anatomy knowledge and this is a very intense you know, weekend course for five years. And it would be really great if I had already had any anatomy, biology, anything, any knowledge of the human body other than the hair. So they recommended that I went to massage therapy school. And I thought, well, well, that's what I wanted to do when I was a teenager, so I might as well get it. So thankfully, in your 20s, your prefrontal cortex has not fully developed. And going with your gut and following your intuition and just jumping head on into things is a very common thing. So when I was 25 and I had just finished paying off my hair school debt that I had been carrying for a good eight years, it's a long time, I was like, you know what, I could do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go into massage therapy school and I'm going to start next week. Uh, So December, I make the decision that I'm going to enroll in massage therapy school. And in January, I start massage therapy school. My first day of massage therapy school, I'm in the class and they're talking about the things that we can expect in our career. And one of the things that came up was, and when you're working with patients or clients who have more of a hairier back, uh, you'll need to use more lotion. And right then and there, I thought, what am I doing? I work with hair on the head. I don't work with hair on the backs. What am I doing? This is not for me. I've enrolled. I've paid my, you know, I've paid my tuition installment. I've quit my job. I've changed my life. I've just moved. And I think this isn't for me. I can't do this on my very first day. And then I, you know, I have a chat with myself for a little while few weeks thinking, you know, okay, this isn't for you, but this is a stepping stone. This is a stepping stone to become an osteopath. It's okay. So I had this conversation with myself and with my sister about becoming an osteopath and how, you know, I don't actually want to be massage therapist because I don't want to rub hairy backs. And that it's just a stepping stone. I can do this. I'm getting I'm I'm working my way through massage therapy school. And I'm still, you know, I still have my eye on the prize as an osteopath. So in September, I go and tour the osteopathy school. And the day of my tour is actually treating a baby day. And you know me, obsessed with babies. I thought, this is amazing. I can become an osteopath and I can work with babies. This is it. This is it. This is what I'm gonna do. This is amazing. I I am I'm I'm fully convinced that I need to do this massage therapy and osteopathy. And then my living situation changes, and I move in with a roommate who is none other than an osteopath student. I'm like, this is this is the universe talking to me. Thank goodness. I can pick his brain. He can tell me all about osteopathy school and within 2 months of seeing how hard he's working i look at myself in the mirror and i say you don't have the work ethic to become an osteopath i don't i can, i don't do self study very well and with osteopathy school you got to go to school on the weekends and then through the week you have to do self study and back in my 20s i wanted to party i wanted to party on the weekends <laughs> Oh, 20-year-old Megan. So funny. And I thought, well, that's it. I'm not going to osteopathy school. I guess I'll just finish massage therapy and become a massage therapist. And I threw osteopathy right out the window. I just said, bye-bye, osteopathy. Nice knowing you. I guess you'll just be my form of healing. I will go and see many osteopaths and get treated by many osteopaths. And I have, and I continue to. So then I finish massage therapy school, and I had actually met someone in massage therapy school who is now my partner. We moved in together six six weeks after graduating massage therapy school, and six weeks after moving in together, I found out I was pregnant. The world was, I was just apparently ready for babies, my, I had stopped saying the no babies, no babies, no babies mantra, apparently. It was working before. I had stopped saying it, and I was pregnant, and I was so excited. I was like, this is amazing. I'm so ready. I have lived many lives in my 29 years. I'm ready for this. Let's do it. And I had my baby. So the next year, baby is born. His name's Lincoln. I have this tub birth at the Toronto Birth Centre, and I'm fascinated by birth. I am, I'm actually obsessed by it. I watch all these videos. I read all the books. And I think, you know, the next thing for me is to become a doula. That's what I got to do. I'm going to do labor support as a massage therapist. I will be a, a massage, an RMT doula. Amazing. So I enroll in a course to become a doula and I'm listening to this podcast because I get obsessed about things. So I just fill my brain with everything about whatever it is that I'm obsessed with. And I'm listening to this doula podcast and I click on one that says craniosacral therapy for babies. And I had heard about craniosacral therapy when I was probably about 15. My sister had it done by one of her physiotherapists. And when my sister told me about it, back when I was 15, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like witchcraft. (laughs) I would love to do that one day. I want to be a witch. Uh, But I had put that on the shelf, just kind of like, you know, the same as I had put being a witch on a shelf. I put craniosacral on the shelf as well. But when I listened to this podcast about craniosacral for babies, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to be an osteopath in order to work with babies. And I can use craniosacral therapy on babies. And in that moment, my future was clear. I absolutely saw my future and I knew what I needed to do. And I needed to go to Portland, Oregon to train with this woman Carol Gray, who is my mentor right now, and I just absolutely adore her. I I, I just knew it. I had to go. And then I got pregnant again. <laughs> oh, and then came Ruby. Mm-hmm. So I get pregnant again, and I put off going to Portland, Oregon to take this training. And in the middle of my pregnancy... I think, you know what, there's a wait list for the next six months. I'm going to put myself on this wait list and just hope and pray that I can get into that course in July. And also, I would be bringing my three-month-old baby. So I was hoping and praying that I would also have a very quiet, non-screamy baby. I was just banking on that. And thankfully, I did because I was able to bring my three-month-old Ruby to Portland, Oregon with me. And my mom was very gracious and she came with us and we lived there. Uh, We stayed in an Airbnb for next to a month and I left my two-year-old at home and I went and I did this extremely intensive course with Carol Gray. And it absolutely changed my life for the better. I love what I do. I am so glad that I looked down at that newspaper and saw become an osteopath as my future. And I'm so glad that I chose to apply to osteopathy school, chose to apply to massage therapy school, chose to just fill my brain with as much information and just went with my gut. Because if I had used my executive functioning of my prefrontal cortex in any of that, I might not have done it (laughs) if I didn't just jump in I might not be where I am today and that my friends is my story on how I became a craniosacral therapist for babies now I do also work with adults and children so you can expect more stories in the future about people of all ages not just babies I hope you really enjoyed this episode because I will probably talk about it more in the future. (laughs) Maybe not, who knows, but I love sharing my story with people. Please subscribe to this podcast for all of the upcoming episodes that I'm putting out bi-weekly about all things craniosacral, parenting, tips on what you can do with your baby or tips for professionals. And I hope you have a great day. Take care.